Hey guys, welcome back to Industry Sunday with welcome your back. hosts. I'm Jake Levan. And I'm Kennedy Novi. <laughs> We survived episode 10. We are, we're still here. You can't get rid of us. Not quite yet. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe episode 12. I feel like every episode <laughs> we're going to be like, maybe the next one's the last do we one. Do have to do like a farewell episode or we just leave people hanging? No, you never do a farewell. That's the thing with podcasts. You just keep going. What? Yeah. Like a podcast has never ended and somebody's like, okay, goodbye. I don't think so. <laughs> that would be a good thing to research. Maybe. Like a series. They're like, okay, that's, it's done. Bye. No, they have a good life. The good ones just keep going. They just rebrand and do other things. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Well, your laptop's not working. You need your password. Yeah, I'll put it in later. I don't need it right now. I don't need it right now. No. Today, it's just me and Jake. We don't have a guest. We thought it was time to bring it back to basics. We've had a lot of guests the last, like, what, five episodes? Has been a guest every single time? Yeah, pretty sure. One, two, three, four. Yeah, four. Four or five. Four or five. Yeah, I mean, I think both of us just needed a little bit of a break. We also just kind of wanted to like it's re okay not having a guest. I yeah, mean, we don't hate being around and, like, each other. Like reconnect with our listeners, and I feel like it's kind of exhausting for people to listen to us introduce new people every single week, and you have to learn everything about them, and you already know everything about us. So it's kind of like we can talk about more interesting things. Also, scheduling is is fairly difficult. It is. You Chicago serving staff and bartending and chef staff are hard to get a hold of. Somewhere. There's always something going on. Yeah. Or they like go out for lunch and they end up out the rest of the night and it's hard. You're like, all right, I guess we'll reschedule. Or somebody's sick. Somebody's sick. Yeah. Or they just don't feel like it on their day off. It makes sense. I've been there. Yep. Frequently, you're like up to the day, and they're like, "Actually, I don't want to talk to people." And I'm like, yeah. I completely understand that. Yeah, we've had a couple of instances like that where we plan to record, and we're like, "Actually, I want to lay in my bed and <laughs> play on my Nintendo Switch." Yeah, I not want to leave my bedroom. <laughs> yeah. Um, how was your week? It was good. I didn't. What did I do this week? I don't even re- really remember. Um, I guess. I had Saturday night off for the first time in a long time. Or no, I didn't. Friday night off. I, I went out Friday. It. I worked Saturday. Yeah. Where'd you, where'd you go? Um, I had this like event with my company. We like showed a bunch of event planners around the to all of our restaurants. It was really wow. fun. Yeah, it was really cool. And I was in charge of talking to the bus driver. So Wayne. What do you is my mean? Why friend. were you talking to the bus driver? Um, well, I was help- I was in charge of setting up the bus, and then they kind of took it from there and like booked the bus. And then my phone number was attached to, I guess, one of the buses. Like we had a bus and a trolley. Were you like the liaison? Like- I guess I was. He called me and he was like, "Hey, I have your number. Um, when are you guys say- ready to come on the bus?" I was like, "Uh, <laughs> hi." <laughs> I was gonna say like either that or you were just the kid that sat in the front of the bus. No, I sat in the very back because oh, yeah. by the time I got on the bus, all the seats were taken. <laughs> So I had to go sit in the back. I was in the back, get my head like hit on the ceiling over a bump. Really? You no, know, it was a really nice bus. It was like oh no, I mean like back fancy. in the day. Oh yeah, like school bus days. Yep, I rode it a couple times, uh, and then a kid puked on my jacket. <laughs> so I never, yeah, I never took the bus again. Oh my god! Every no. literally never since. <laughs> Unless it's like mandatory, of, um, like you go to like the quarry or something, you know, you do yeah. those stupid field trips, but unless it was mandatory, no, I would not take the bus after the kid puked up like oatmeal on oh my, my God. I had this cute, like yellow rain jacket ruined. 
Speaking of kids puking, I, um, when I was in middle school, I would say like once or twice a week, I wouldn't sit with my friends. I would go sit, um, at the table with the kids from the special education classrooms. Yeah. I just like, I liked them. It was before the time of like big brother, big sister. Well, not big brother, big sister. What is it called? Like best buddies or something. I have no idea what you're talking about. It's like a program where like, like athletes and stuff like that hang out with the special education students. Wow. Um, yeah, it's cool. It just like keeps them be social and kind of like learn, um, new people. So they don't just hang out with the same people every day, but I would just go on my own and sit with them. And there was one time that this kid, um, I won't say his full name, but his last name was butts, which is, he used to get teased for it. So so, unfortunate. He's art. I know. He was so sweet though. I loved him. Don't pick on the disabled kids. It's not, that's very nice. yes, very wrong. But no, I've, I was one. I, he was one of my good friends. I liked him. He was really cool. And I sat in front of him one day, and in the middle of lunch, he sneezed, and he didn't cover his nose or look away or anything. Sneezed all over me and my lunch. I had just sat down. There was I'm talking huge boogers all over my food, all over my face, no. my hair. I had to go take a shower in the locker room, and I had to like give my lunch back. And then the lunch lady saw the state I was in, and she gave me a new lunch when I came back. Uh, yeah, but. Oh my God, it was awful. I'm just trying to be nice. <laughs> I know, I was like, and it was so traumatizing too because you're in middle school so everyone sees that happen. They see you get up and you're crying and like, because it was just gross and you're like, like, why does this happen to me? Like, I'm doing a good thing and like, whatever. Anyways, I went back and sat in front of him again the next week. I think I sat, I sat off to the side a little bit. I never came back. I kind of avoided sitting directly in front of him again. Yeah, but <laughs> like, I, mean, a little I, I don't trust you anymore, Mr. Butts. Like I need you at like two arms lengths away. Yeah, yeah. No, but wow. kids are gross, no matter what. <laughs> How did we end up getting on this topic? I don't know. We were talking about our week, yeah. but that was more exciting than what I did this week. So, Did you do anything else? No. That's no. Nothing? Nope. Just a lot of sitting at home Wow. by myself. What did you do this week? You went to a wedding. You were in Texas. I did. So I had a wedding in Dallas, like Fort Worth, DFW. Yeah. And um, just a short trip over the weekend. Um, ended up actually going with my friend Grace. Um, <laughs> so um, we, I pick her up. Flight's at 2.30. I pick her up at 12.30. I'm like, all right, you know, it takes 45 minutes to go to O'Hare. We got to park because it's actually cheaper for me to drive my car to O'Hare and park it for a weekend than it is for me to do Uber there and Uber back. Oh, well, yeah. Two Ubers could be like 200 bucks. Yeah. So, I mean, parking was like 100 bucks for the weekend. So I'm like, I'd rather do that. And plus, it's my own car. I'm in my own space. Like, the last thing you want to do is get in a car on your way back. Like a smelly Uber. Ugh, so. Windows down on the freeway. It's yeah, negative 20 degrees. Trash. And like, <laughs> and it's just bumpy and I'm like sick. And You're I'm in like, the back seat too. Well, I don't no. want to do this. So, uh, yeah, I just drove. Um, we get like three-fourths of the way to O'Hare. And... <laughs> Grace goes, why are we going to O'Hare? I was like, because that's, I always fly out of O'Hare. Like I, that's how I booked the ticket. She's like, no, no, no. I'm pretty sure the screenshot you sent me. Um, Thank God you sent her a screenshot. Yeah. She's like, I'm pretty sure you said MDW, like Midway. And I was like, oh shit. So literally last second, I take the last exit to go to Midway. So mm-hmm. we get all the way to Midway, park the car. We like run up to security. We flew with Frontier. I'm a proudest moment, but, um, Otherwise, tickets were like a thousand dollars a person. They were That's ridiculous. insane to go to Dallas. I had to do a name change. Did you change book it on super it. late? Uh, yeah, I probably could have booked it sooner. <laughs> um, and then I had to do a name change on it because the other person I was going with couldn't come. 
Uh, so that was $350 to get a name change. Ew. It was ridiculous. But I had one checked bag because we were just going to share a checked bag. And then Grace was coming. So I got another checked bag. So we. Well, yeah, because she has a lot of it's stuff. It's Grace. I'm like, we're going to need a checked bag. Yeah. And we get to check our bags. We had two minutes left. To Dude, check I've our missed bags. that before. One time I missed the checked bag time. No, it gets worse. And I had to go buy another, like a carry-on. It's awful. Well, we had carry-on sizes. So I was like, worst comes to worst, hopefully there's space on the plane. Yeah. Um, Or they can do a gate check or something. Yeah. So then we get, we do it. I get our passes. We get down to, we both have TSA pre-check. So we were like, thank God. Because it was like 20 minutes until, or 15 minutes until boarding ended. (laughs) Like they were already boarding when we got there. And... I get up to security and I'm like checking our passes or whatever their tickets. Hers doesn't have it on it. Oh, so we, but like nobody had noticed. So we like made it to the line. We made it all the way up to the check-in. I got through and then uh, she went to the other lady's line. Cause this lady I was like talking to, like trying to like, you know, she was like, you don't have, you, you don't have TSA pre check You're standard. You can't come through here. And then she's like, also your birthday is wrong. <gasps> I put her birthday in wrong. I, but it, I don't know. Did you just not change it? Yeah, I changed like the month and the day, but I didn't change the year. So we had. Oh my god! So we had to run up to this lady again, and this lady, bless her heart, was so fucking slow. Yeah. It's like one finger on the keyboard, like tap, tap. I was like, Dude, this is a simulation. I am. This is a movie. Like this is not real. And I was like, hey, yeah, we screwed up. We need to add our TSA project, and then I need to change Grace's birthday. And the only reason she did it was because her and Grace had the same birthday. So she's like, I only did this because you have the same birthday. I was like, you're fucking kidding me, right? Yeah. Um, so then we run down, we get back through security again. Um, lat, like one of the last people on the plane get on right away, fly out. And then um, we had a blast. I mean, we had a blast. We, I'm on, I've been sober for a couple of weeks, so it was interesting to see like, how that was going to go on my end. Cause I was like, well, what the fuck am I going to do? Absolutely. Yeah. It was a blast. We were out until like four in the morning, Friday night. I'm having all my little energy drinks, just having a blast. Meet a bunch of random people. Actually, no, that's a lie. Dallas is so unfriendly. Yeah. No, you told me about this. People would not talk to us. Like, you know, like you can go out places and you like throw a random compliment and you get a, like a casual conversation and make friends with people. And we were just trying to make friends cause we didn't know anybody. Not, I think one one person spoke to us uh, the whole time, and um, was yeah, it was kind of depressing on that aspect. Um, but yeah, we went out till four a.m. Um, sober Sally over here, sober hashtag sober Jake, um, and that's the dryer going. You think so? Yeah, that's exactly what that noise is. <laughs> I'm like, I'm over here, like, what is that noise? That's <laughs> the dryer. So we go out, whatever, and then the next day, like, we get brunch, and then we get ready. We went to the wedding. People that I haven't seen in a long time, they're, like, my second family, thank God. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they're the best people ever. We just It was a small wedding out in the country. It looks so cute. It was adorable. And then we hung out there until, like, 10 o'clock. We decided, like, let's give it a second shot and try and make friends and, like, yeah. mingle and just be social in Dallas, you know? Same fucking thing. Bullshit. I was so, we, we were on, we were driving home. 
I can do that now. I'm sober. I don't have to. I, you, you yeah. it. Like, I'm like, don't worry. You have a permanent sober cap. So we're driving home and we both were sitting in silence. No music playing. Like I'm driving slow. Like we were so upset. We, we were like, this is the most humbling experience ever. Because yeah. like I was, I walked up. We were like, oh my God. I, like I love your earrings. Like there's such a vibe. Like that's so nice. And they would literally say thank you and then turn away from me. I was like, okay. I'm like, do I have something on my face? Like, am I? Well, I wonder if that's what like people from out of town experience in Chicago. But I feel like no, Chicago's more friendly. It's the Midwest; to... people are friendly. But I was like true. expecting some kind of Southern hospitality. We did not get that. Sunday, Maybe we they just know you're not from there, and they're like, no. We were also very dressed up. Yeah, like way above everybody else. But even then, we like we stopped at the Ritz Carlton and like hung out there, and like everybody was really dressed up there. Um, I mean, maybe it was because I was sober. I don't know. Maybe that's hard to approach. Um, or just hotel bars are a great place to meet. Yeah, someone. that's what I was thinking. Not a, we had like one person talk to us, and then they they left. I was like, yeah. okay, bye. <laughs> um, but no, then Sunday we went out to the stockyards in Fort Worth because I because I initially wanted to go out in Fort Worth on Saturday, and because I was like, well, we didn't we weren't really lucky on meeting people, making friends. Um, on Friday in Dallas, I was like, let's change it up, but we didn't. And then Fort Worth, we went, um, checked out the stockyards. It's so adorable. Everybody's just walking around in their cowboy boots. There's like bulls out in the street. I'd never seen like a cow with horns. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, that's fun. Um, Grace got a picture on it. And then like, there's cowboys everywhere. I was like, this is way more what I was wanting to see. Yeah. Um, and then we stopped and we had lunch somewhere before we flew out. Uh, just at this like little barbecue place on the strip. It was cute. And we just sat at the bar and I was like, Hey, can I ask you a question? She's Mm. like, yeah, of course. Second to the bartender. And I was like, why are people so fucking rude in Dallas? It seems like people are way more friendly on this side. She's like, Oh yeah, no. She's like people in Dallas. It's so much more fast paced. They're pretentious. They're about their money, but they're cheap. I was like, I hear that. I was like, I want somebody to just be like, Hey, like we make friends and, whatever grace gets like a free drink out of it or something um but they were like she was like no she's like i live in fort worth i work here because of that and she's like one of my best friends lives over in dallas and has always been trying to get me to move over there um just to be a little bit closer and she's like i won't do it because of that so she's like yeah no fort worth like she's because we were like kind of bummed i was like the first trip that i've like been on i've been a lot of places where i was like is there something wrong with me? Yeah. Um, but she was like, nope, that's just how it is. She's like, you know, if you ever come back, do it in Fort Worth. You'll have a much better time. You'll be able to make friends and like hang out. Cause me and Grace were like, are we like bitchy? Like, what is it? So, so it's, this is the difference between Dallas and Fort Worth. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I did not realize there. And it's, they're like 30 minutes away from each other. Yeah. So I was like, great. I was like, all right, well, so me and Grace may be doing an April trip to give Fort Worth another chance. I feel like just go somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> what about like Charleston, South Carolina? I've like, been there. It's trash. Oh, don't I hate say that. It, what if we have listeners from Charleston? It just wasn't fun. I want. It wasn't to that it was bad. It's beautiful. There's a lot of history. There are or really Charlotte. I'm like I'm like saying. Or like, I really want to go back to New Orleans. I've been like there's a lot of southern cities that I feel like. We I can, mean, well, or Austin, just, any other city in Texas. I've too. been to all of them besides Dallas. I love Austin and San Antonio. I do. I yeah. haven't really experienced Dallas. I only I've only been there twice, and it was to visit the JFK assassination museum. But we're like, we're don't 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 we'll check it out again. You know. Yeah. Well, what but, I didn't expect. 
about Dallas is that the JFK Museum is literally just like the FBI did it. Really? <laughs> yeah, which is really bizarre because you'd think it'd be like a like a a federally sanctioned See, I will museum. Not be, I won't be going to that. I'm not. I can't believe you guys didn't go. I don't. Not a, I'm not going to a museum. You don't have to go to the museum. You can see the X on the street where it happened. Uh, you can see the grassy knoll. That's okay. I'm like I'm fine not going to that. That's like more All of right. your more. It's more your speed. But I just like wanted to go like see like the city, and it mm. was fun. But doesn't really compare to Chicago skyline. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was that was it. So then, got back Sunday night, hung out with you for a little bit, and then, yeah. Also, I've lost seventeen pounds in two weeks from not drinking. Maybe haven't been eating as much either. Been a little yeah. bit stressed, but skinny legend. Maybe I can finally fit into some clothes I haven't been able to fit into. That'd be nice. I love that when you like lose some weight for a second and then you get yeah, it back. Yeah, well, I'm gonna gain <laughs> it all back. I'm like, I'm assuming it's just all water weight at this point, but like maybe. Maybe it's not. Maybe I. Mm. Yeah. Well, you're cutting cutting it, down on sugar, but then you've been craving sugar in other ways. So I don't know. Yeah, but not. I'm not. Not to that extent. I don't think. But also, yeah. I mean, I feel like it's just also getting to springtime. Like mm-hmm. your body's like, I don't need to store all this anymore. Like you're gonna survive the winter, I guess. So let's. That be- could be it. That really could be it. It's crazy. It is crazy. But yeah, I mean, that was that was my weekend and. Hell yeah. I think that's like reinvigorated my traveling. So I'll probably just travel out once a month from now on on just a quick little weekend getaway and yeah. go see some places. You know, whatever cheap flights are cheapest, you know. Yeah. I might end up in like Cincinnati or something or who knows. Let's go to Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> Cleveland. Um, just to get out more. I think it's. I think that's more important. But yeah, I mean, great weekend away and... I realized I have actually almost like a better time going out sober. Yeah. Except people annoy me. You remember everything. People annoy me as much, yeah. Um, yeah. And but I then do, I remember if, you're, if you're out at a bar, you can just walk away. I know. I'm like, don't touch me. Yeah. Like, bye. <laughs> but yeah. That'll be good. You're not going to hang out with people you don't like anymore. <laughs> Except for me. Also true. <laughs> yeah. I've I've noticed that. Like, if I don't want to be around somebody, I'm not like... You can just go home. I'm like, I'm not going to drink until I want to... like can withstand them like exactly. I can like tolerate somebody I'm like no you gotta go I'm done it's time to leave have a good night bye <laughs> <laughs> just the root uh, no I'm not that rude okay well um, I guess that we can get started with our episode yeah we have an interesting one today Jake and I both picked out stories about the industry that we thought were really interesting so we're gonna take turns describing them to you I'm um, just reading mine yeah I'm describing I made like a whole thing for mine that's it's, Typical. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the the difference know. between the both of us is, is uh, there it is. Yeah. No. <laughs> Stop. You're a planner. I'm not. Yeah. No, I feel like true. that's how you'd be on a trip too. No, on yeah. trips I'm actually not. I mean, I have things that I want to see and I'm going to see them, but like I don't really strategically plot out like what time or like... See, like if we go on a trip, I don't pre-buy any tickets for anything because I know plans change. Yep. The one time I have done it, I went to New York and I bought tickets to Chicago the Musical, um, and we almost didn't make it. And like Broadway shows, like don't let you they're, in. And they're afterwards. Yeah, it was like 150, and I thought it would be more of like a production, like the movie, and it's just people dancing and singing on stage, which is still really, really good. But it just was underwhelming. I was like, where are the Taylor Swift fireworks? Where are the? 
That's enough. Where are That's the set enough. changes? It's just a. It's just a, some say, they bleachers. Don't change anything? No, it's like it's mo- mostly based off of like the Fosse dance and like the story. They do a few things, like they pop out of random places, but like ooh, jump scare. One, yeah, oh. the, the Roxy climbs a ladder for one song, like it's but it comes out of the curtain, so it's like Jesus. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, if I went on a trip with you, I'd be like, you have this time slot to see the things that you want to see, whatever <laughs> museum you want to see, some, where somebody got shot. I'd be like. All right. No, the only person I care about that got shot was JFK. I'll, although I would like to go see like the Lincoln, any assassinated president. There's only two. What is it with what is it? What is your fascination with assassinations? Presidents. It's not assassinations. Oh. It's just presidents in general. But you literally just said I'd like to see where every president got assassinated. There's only two: Lincoln and Kennedy. Those I are my two favorites. That. It's just I don't know. The other I went to. Um, I was like, how many have died? A Truman Museum once. And I was like, this is so boring. I'm never going back he, to an alive president. What does he do? Uh, I don't know. He just, he built a, a little mini White House in Key West. So I went and saw it when I was there. <laughs> in Key West? It looked, it wasn't really interesting like, at all. Wow. Yeah, apparently there's a video you can watch. that's like the entire tour. And the tour was like expensive. So we didn't do the tour. Of the video? Just, yeah, it cost that much for a video? No, there's a video in the free part of the museum. I went in the oh. free part. I didn't pay for the rest of it. But yeah. All right, let's get into cool. the episode. All right. We've been talking for 20 minutes. It's time. Already? Yeah. I'm sorry. That's why I was checking the times. It's my medication. Yeah. <laughs> it's my Adderall. Um, okay. So our main topic today, I heard this story on a podcast called Drinking the Kool-Aid, actually. So I'll give them a little shout out. Um, and I was so shocked when I heard it because I've never heard this before in my life. I'm sure all of you have never heard it before either because I could not believe what I was hearing. And when I was doing research on it, like you can't really find any articles or stories about it anywhere. Like there's no shows. Yeah. It's like the third or fourth article down the line of options to choose from to read. So it's very like difficult to find information, but I found all of it. I even found like Chicago Tribune articles. I found like police records, court testimonies, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I have this assassination. No. (laughs) Well, kind of, I guess. Um, so, are you ready to listen to the legend of Mickey Wait, Finn? Wait, scroll down. Let me see how long this is. No. My attention span is short. No. Nope. I got ADHD, says. Nope. The legend of Mickey <sighs> Finn. Here we go. So, <laughs> my sources are an article from Steam It by Charlie Hirsch called Revenge is a, best, a Dish Best Served in Chicago. Uh, and another article from allthatsinteresting.com called Mickey Finn, the Chicago bartender who infamously drugs and robs patrons with lace drinks by wow. Natasha Ishak. Yes. Is Mickey a guy or a girl? Mickey's a guy. You never know. And he got his name from like a novel about like a scam artist, which is really funny. His nickname. I don't know what his real name is. Oh, so um, that's not his real name. I think it's based off of his real. I bet his real name is like Martin or Mike or something. Bob. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Story time. So. This story, well, Mickey Finn is a scam artist. Um, he inspired another scam in Chicago restaurants between the workers where they rebelled against stingy tippers by poisoning their food. Uh, and later, his Jesus name- Jesus Christ. I know. So it's crazy. Are they okay? Are they dead? Yes. Yes. Oh. Let me tell the story. Okay, I, I explained that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm the gun. Um, it would later be immortalized. His name would later be immortalized with the nefarious phrase, slip a Mickey. Um, Not a Mickey. I know. The setting is early 1900s Chicago. Many people know this 
Many people know this story, but it was hard to find information on it. Obviously, I already said that. <laughs> um, so Mickey Finn was a pickpocket that turned into a bar owner somehow. Uh, he was scamming gullible and drunk customers by spiking their drinks. It's kind of like the gist of what he did. Um, he basically did this by using an illegal drug that he got from a witch doctor. Um, we name him later on in the story. Wow. Um, his infamy also inspired the name of another drug called the Mickey Finn that inspired waiters in Chicago 15 years later to use food poisoning to get revenge. Crazy. Uh, his seedy origins. Mickey Finn was born in 1871. Uh, he was, his parents were Irish immigrants, and he grew up on the streets of Indiana. 1871, is that before or after the fire? It's before the fire. Jeez. <laughs> um, that's the first city, not the second city. Um, Eventually, he made his way to Chicago, obviously, and started working as a barkeep. He made his mark at the 1893 World Columbian Exposition. I wrote down sex positions. <laughs> okay, well, we know where your mind is at. How did I do that? Uh, anyways, afterwards, he got a job at a place called Whiskey Row, where he actually got in trouble for hitting a customer with some, like a wooden mallet that bartenders used to use to whack loose keg beers. Like to get, instead of pumping the keg, they would like whack it with a mallet. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that's a vibe. They're like, bitch. <laughs> like, I'm like, I pretend to be a, um, a barrel. <laughs> yeah, I know. But he hit him so hard that his eye popped out. So, <laughs> like yeah. out of his head? Yeah, the guy that he hit with the mallet. Yeah. Oh my God. Is it. It was just a lawless land back then, I guess. I don't know. And he still had his job? I can't even yell at him. No, guess. he got fired. Oh. He got fired, yes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, so that led him to basically continuing to pickpocket. He eventually saved up enough money, got married to a woman named Rose. Damn, you can pickpocket that um, much money? I suppose. And like from his money from tips, I don't know. He was like kind of a popular guy. Um, he eventually opened his own saloon that he called the Lone Star Cafe and Palm Garden. It was in what used to be called the Levy District. It's kind of like now it's close to where Chinatown is. Oh. Yeah. And it was known for like having a bunch of like a long street of like dive bars, um, like gambling dens, like kind of seedy pla like like places. Pilsen. Yeah. But Pilsen's further north. Oh. Pilsen's actually nice now. I like Pilsen. Um, but it's yeah, right next to it is now Chinatown. It was only called the Levy District until like 1901, so it wasn't really called that anymore by the time he opened his saloon, but whatever. Um, his saloon was called a black, it was basically referred to as a black and tan bar, which back in those days, it's an old term that was used to describe a bar that had all races intermingling. So it was like black people, oh. white people, immigrants from all different. Um, which back then, that was. Yeah, that's very progressive for 1901. Yeah, huge. Or 1903, whenever he opened this place. Um, but this wasn't due to a progressive ethic at the time, which you might assume. Yeah, well, yeah, it was actually just title gave that away. Yeah, it was illegal for them to be having different races in the same bar, but oh it was like God. a practice that a lot of seedy bars and bars in like non-wealthy areas would use to make more money because they could have more people in their bar. Um, the bar only served beer and whiskey, and it was fully staffed by things by women he called house girls. Um, that were managed by his wife. His wife was in charge of the house girls and they were basically prostitutes too oh my on God. the side. Yeah, it's crazy. It like, goes from like being your like little neighborhood hole in the wall to very dark. Very yeah, dark. yep. Um, but these girls are mentioned again later on in the story and their names were Isabel the Dummy and Mary Goldtooth. <laughs> the Dummy and I'm Goldtooth. I'm taking Mary. I'm Goldtooth. Because <laughs> oh, no. I did chip my tooth last week so yeah, I guess yeah, I am no, Goldtooth. Now I can see it. 
Just kidding. I'm kidding. It was a joke. Oh my God, I'm sorry. Is it worse? It is worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it's fine. Like I have a chip somewhere. Yeah. Well, I'm sure more came off. I think off it's of just it. the light reflecting on it. And more probably came off of it. Anyways, back to the story. Finn and his wife, Rose, wanted to make more money. So they created a plan to steal, but together. So his pickpocketing turned into an industry. Mm. <laughs> he basically came up with this idea where he would create a cocktail that he would call the Mickey Finn. He put it on signs outside of the saloon and he promoted it to all the guests. And it was actually a drink that was more expensive than every other drink there. And it was, that was his tactic to target guests who had enough money worth of, worthy of him to like rob and steal all their cash. So he knew that if someone could afford to buy this drink, they'd have a lot of money on them because they mm. would have enough money to buy like several of them. Wow. It's assumed. Um, anyways, the drink was a mix of alcohol, Tabasco, snuff soaked water, and a white liquid that could knock an adult man out in seconds. The milk GHB. white... <laughs> no. <laughs> The milk white substance, um, allegedly they think it was chloral hydrate. Uh, they, they have a lot of terms in here that I've never heard before because I think they're just outdated. What's chloral hydrate? It's, yeah, I don't know. But it's a Something sedative. Like Clorox. It's basically a sedative that was produced first in the 1830s, uh, and it was sold to Mickey Finn by a voodoo doctor named Dr. Hall. Mm. After the first customer passed out from the drink, Mickey's bar team came up with a plan to leave him there asleep at his seat until the bar was empty. Then they would drag him into a back room that they called the operating room and they would be stripped of their possessions and the bar team and Mickey would split the loot. But they would do it in a way that was similar to like a pool system nowadays. There's levels to how much you get. <laughs> They're really on a funny. tip pool. Yeah, it's like, I wonder if that's where that originated from. You're like, from. well, you're the newest guy it's here. It's like the owner gets 50%, the rest of us split like 10, 15, 20, whatever. You have no seniority, sorry. Yeah, no. Um, then after they would rob him, they would throw him into the street and the guests would never realize what happened because these people would wake up the next day with nothing and be like, like oh shit, shit. I got robbed in the street. I got, I blacked out last night and I lost all my belongings. I like, mean, does that sound idiot. familiar? Yes. It does for me. <laughs> That's for sure. Not for me. I've never, I mean, I've got my phone stolen before. I can't find nothing. my phone. Like, where's my car key? I'm oh like, my God. I'm like, you know, like, cause I, br- I've learned to detach them now yeah. because my house key, I would just bring it with and I'm, I lost them one time. Yeah. Um, oh. Okay. Anyways. All right. It was almost foolproof. Finn even bribed local authorities to keep himself out of trouble. This was all until his loyal house girls, gold tooth and dummy, Ratted Wait, him out. Wait, the other one's dummy? Yes. Gold tooth and... You're dummy. That's the one you picked. Yeah. No, I have two. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> you're dummy. <laughs> you're so stupid. No. Um, they ratted him out. I wonder... The one thing that none of these articles mentioned is why. Like, what was their intention? Were they mad because their tip pool wasn't high enough? Were they mad because all the men that they would normally, like be prostitutes for like we're passed out at the bar to be robbed like, took all their business exactly so maybe that's what happened they're like you know what we were we had a good thing going until they started <laughs> drugging all the all the rich guys yeah. <laughs> god um so they confessed to chicago police about what was happening finn's bar was shut down and he was arrested for good um here's a quote from the court testimony about the operation from one of the girls I worked for Finn a year and a half, and in that time, I saw a dozen men given dope by Finn and his bartender. That work was done in two little rooms adjoining the palm garden in the back of the saloon. 
Uh, essentially, Finn was put in jail. His saloon was out of business. And that was the last Chicago ever heard of Mickey Finn because he moved out of the city after he lost his bar. But did he get to keep all the money? Uh, I assume no. I assume he avoided more jail time because he probably paid off something. This guy's a hustler, but like no yeah, but I don't. Way. There's no no story about what happened to him after he left Chicago. He, he just, just disappeared. Vanished. He probably changed his name. He probably did it somewhere else. He's gonna be on. Somebody 60 check on minutes. Kansas City. Someone check on Minneapolis. Like, did this happen there? <laughs> it's a sixty minute story right now. Yeah. Um, that's it about Mickey Finn. But the most important part that brings us to my next story about related to this is that the waiter strike of 1903 happened the same year he was arrested. Um, waiters this year were striking because there was, there was like some sort of issue going on where wealthy people thought that they shouldn't have to tip because they thought that that's still going on, which is hilarious. Um, because I thought that restaurants should be paying their servers adequate wages. Mm -hmm. So they don't need to have tips. Kind of like what Europe does. No, like, I mean, I don't want to give anyone ideas. Nobody do this. I strongly recommend against this. I mean, if you've ever eaten overseas, you will know the service will not be the same. No. But also, I would not want to. But they let you sit in your chair long enough or longer because they're not trying to turn their tables. Because they're going to be, yeah, they, they don't give a shit. They'll come around once every hour. Yeah. That's almost like a tactic to like get more business too. Is like if your servers are relying on tips, they have to like keep it moving. I like the tips. I do too. Um, Anyways, this in the summer of 1918, this is 15 years after Mickey Finn escaped Chicago. The police, Chicago police launched a major raid at the offices of the Chicago, Chicago's waiters union. They also raided the bartenders union and the chef's union. And they found the same thing in all three places. Wait, what? Yes, listen, it gets steamier. More than 100 servers working in the city's restaurant industry were arrested on suspicion of food poisoning. And normally when you think of food poisoning, it's like salmonella or like, you know, something wasn't cooked right or like, I don't know, E. coli. This was like, this is also considered food poisoning because people were being deliberately poisoned with food. So... The raid was unlike anything the city had ever seen before or has seen since. Really? Yes. And no one knows about it. It's crazy. It was sparked by the swanky Hotel Sherman. This is actually a hotel that was lost in the Great Chicago Fire because we're still before the Great Chicago Fire at this point. Wow. Um, which, wait, that doesn't make any sense. When, when was the Chicago Fire? I don't know. When was the fire? I don't know. You want me to look it up? Maybe there's two Hotel Shermans. I'm pretty sure the Chicago Fire was in the 1800s. Maybe they rebuilt it. They might have. But now where the, the Hotel Sherman used to be, now it's um, the Chicago, Chicago City Hall. Like the court district is where it is now. I don't know where that is. It's like, <laughs> it's in the loop. It's kind of by the financial district. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, or no, it's in River North. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the city of Chicago Anyways. that well. Um. So basically, this hotel hired an undercover detective to investigate the alarming number of food poisoning reports that they were getting from their wealthy patrons. So it was happening in their hotel. And the owners were like, what the fuck? Somebody somebody tell me why this is happening. Like, there's no reason that this many people would be getting food poisoning. Like, we're following all the health codes. So what happened next? This detective dined in the restaurant and... Oh, no, he didn't die in the restaurant. My bad. He posed as a server applying for the job, interviewed, did his like mock service, everything. Um, and then he noticed one server pinching like a little 
white powder from a, like it looked like a salt packet into someone's drink. Uh, and he's like, what is that? And they're like, they basically whispered to him. They're like, hey, go to the Chicago, Chicago Servers Union. They'll fix you up good. Like you need this. I'll fix you up good. Yeah. So this detective basically went to the Servers Union and asked for it and found out that um, the city's waiters had been purchasing 20 cent packets of an illegal powdery substance. If this substance was ingested, it would cause violent gastronomical problems. I'm going to mention this again later, but I'm talking like violent throwing up, body shakes, everything. Like uncontrollably. Yeah. Um, They later found out that the drug was tartar emetic. It's a concoction that was produced by a pseudo pharmacist named W. Stuart Wood with assistance from his wife. He named the drug Mickey Finn Powder from the guy 15 years before. That's where he got his inspiration from and sold it to the Chicago Servers Union and basically got a percentage also of what they sold to servers and bartenders and chefs. Yeah. Um, but the drug bust explained the cause for all the food poisoning reports. They were getting thousands and thousands in like a matter of a few weeks. And they're like, what is going on? Like what? Like they, they didn't know if it was like rats or if it was like some sort of weird disease or like something that was wrong with like some sort of shipment of food that came in from somewhere. Crazy stuff. Um, and customers at restaurants, clubs and hotels all over the city. So it, it wasn't just like a few restaurants. It was like hundreds of restaurants and hundreds of servers. It's <laughs> insane. Just puke all over the sidewalk. What's really funny is that nowadays Chicago is known across the world for its restaurant industry. And this happened a hundred years ago. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the bags and the powder, there was a message on the bags that was written by the pharmacist with basically like rules of usage. It said, one of these powders may be given in beer, tea, coffee, soup, or any other liquid. Never give more than one powder a day. These powders are to be used by adults only. So I think that they could only drug like one guest a day per server. Because like, otherwise, you better make it count. Yeah. yeah like pick your worst guest. You're like, doing your checkout and you're like, fuck, I, I thought I was going to have a worst guest. But nope, that guest that left earlier in the day was the one. The worst one, yeah. Now I have to drug like the nicer one. Yeah, I'm like... <laughs> This one's not even that bad, but here I would go. just save it for the next day. <laughs> <laughs> double it, um, up. double it, and give it to somebody else. <laughs> yes, but no. Among those arrested in the raid were two men who worked the union headquarters bar, so the servers union, along with the president of the subsidiary bartenders union, officials from the waiters and cooks unions, and of course the pharmacist Wood, who was the mastermind behind the drug. Uh, the customers that had fallen ill during the food poisoning epidemic were mostly prominent Chicagoans who hadn't tipped their waiters generously enough. Wow. Crazy. Yep. Um, there was actually like kind of a history of drugs, poison, and revenge in Chicago restaurants and bars that happened like within like a 20-year span. So more happened. Even before this Chicago waiters bust happened, um, waiters had been plotting against stingy tippers about with food poisoning for like years. Um, one mass food poisoning that happened during a really swanky event. Uh, it was at U- the university club. Dozens of the city's elite were there, including like the mayor and the governor. Uh, and they all got gravely ill two years prior in 1916. So that was two years before the bus happened. More than a hundred guests were at the soiree held in honor of Chicago's new archbishop. Um, his name was George Mundelein. They all became sick after consuming chicken soup. It turned out that the food had been spiked with arsenic. Holy shit. That could kill you. Yeah, like, no, that's like not like... That's not like throwing up and, you know... Like I'm not just trying to get you a little bit I don't sick. want you to sit in the toilet that... You're trying to kill people. Um, apparently, this guy named Nestor Dog- 
Don Doglio. He was an Italian anarchist. He advocated for class revolt and had only meant to poison the Archbishop Mundelein. Uh, ended up accidentally poisoning the entire event. <laughs> so, Wait, what happened? Hundreds of people. Um, he had just, this guy, this Italian guy had disguised himself as an assistant chef, slipped in on notice, just kind of started working like he knew what he was doing. Um, didn't really understand the concept of how much arsenic to put in. And he put it all in the chicken soup and everyone ate it, obviously. Um, and he wanted to get revenge on the influential crowd of Chicago as well. He was like very much wow. like, I don't like the class system. I'm going to murder all of you. Um, after both of these incidents of food poisoning, Did Chicago's food industry defend... What? Did they die? One person died. Oh, that's not too bad. Out of the entire, all three of these scenarios, one guy died. These are like thousands of people at this point. One guy died. He was actually a former police operator by the same name, but by the name of Joseph Mimoser. That's quite the name. Mimoser. I like that. Mimoser. R.I.P. Joseph Mimoser. I'm just glad no one else died. Anyways, this, these incidents like put Chicago's food industry into like extreme chaos. Like everyone was afraid that they were going to get poisoned. Like no one was going out to eat. And if they were, it was usually rich people that could afford to hire food tasters, testers, whatever. Kind of wow, like, the, like that would be quite royalty. the job. Yeah. But it's, some people were saying like in the comments, they're like, okay, instead of tipping the servers more, you just, you're hiring someone to try your food before you eat it. Like, I mean, to begin with, it's not a really good way to get people to tip you more. By murder or not murdering them, but poisoning them, but yeah. whatever. Um, I feel like, hey, like, look, don't poison me. I'm going to tip you nice, okay? Yeah. Well, the funniest part is that this all, this bust happened right before uh, St. Patrick's Day festivities. Um, waiters across Chicago were still striking and still poisoning stingy restaurant tippers even after the bust happened. Um, and like, I don't know. It's, it's just crazy that this happened. But basically, like, cases of intentional poisoning, what people, a lot of people have said, are usually, like, small cases, like one or two people. Um, usually you can taste it or smell it. Uh, tips you off that something's wrong. But, like, this powder was so efficient that, like, no one noticed. They're like, oh, whatever. Um, but they said that basically using our food systems to poison is not just the most efficient, effective way to get at people. It's literally, like, the only way that you could poison that many people at one time yeah and not get caught for that long is that the story yeah i was gonna end it with the one person dying but i'm sorry i have one more note next time you're out drinking be mindful of your drink and make sure nobody slips you a mickey i got a couple things on that i mean you would have given it to me when i was drinking i'd just be like me i'd be ready to party no me oh yeah i was like that was a strong drink no i said it could knock out a large adult you would just be like no i wouldn't you'd be passed out i'd be like leaning up and be like damn i gotta lean on this pillar you might be the only one (laughs) yeah my my tolerance is like probably i don't know anyways yeah (laughs) (laughs) she got tolerance i feel like i've been drugged a couple times here and there yeah Uh, the fact that also like you know, like people are always like, "Oh, you spit my food, or you poison this." I always like, "Where the fuck did you ever?" Think I don't I would know do what that? you've been doing, but no one has ever accused me. I'm of like, that. I, no. Well, you know, like, I, you know, it's a joke because, like, they be like, "Oh, yeah. I fucked up." Like, then I remake it and I bring it back. They're like, "Oh, the kitchen probably pe- like spit in it." Because they're like, "Ha!" Huh. And I'm like, "Why do you guys say that? Like, it's not that big of a deal." And now I'm 
saying that like people were like almost dying from like yeah. something in the 1900s. So it all stems from somewhere. No, a coffee shop I worked at in high school. Um, there was one worker there who was her friend came in or something, and she was like, "Yeah, be careful! I might spit in your drink." And like another guest overheard it, and the the boss overheard it. Oh god! She fired immediately. Really? Yeah. Even though she was just saying it to her friend. So ever since then, I think I was I was like 16 years old. I was like, I will never. Like I, things just stick with me. So you know, like the, the, one the, thing, and I'm like, I will never do that. The gastrointestinal thing, like with like making people sick, that still exists. What do you mean? Um, I'm not gonna name someone. They're older, like on purpose. Yeah, and what? like if you're drinking beer and you have like visine eye drops, you can put like a drop or two oh, in a that's... beer, and you will literally want to die in the bathroom. Damn, that's yeah. a. Ta- I've heard that is a tactic for like um getting away from a bad date it has to be really bad if it's you're gonna do that bad like you're in the bathroom for like hours probably that's crazy yeah i, I knew somebody that did it but then I mean, this was a long time ago i guess i did like in the 80s um yeah so maybe visine's built different now yeah i don't know maybe they've changed the chemical compound but yeah, yeah like they took that person out for like a long time <laughs> they were like abusing their kids so it was like something that was worth it i guess oh that's so worth yeah, it like she's like you know like let me put a couple drops of this in i believe in our justice system but i also believe in <laughs> do a citizen's arrest <laughs> vigilanteism <laughs> whatever right so yeah also like what a crazy story. Like how did, like I've never heard this before. Yeah. It's great. Well, I mean, it's funny because if Mickey Finn never existed, like they probably would have never decided to do this. Like it's just cause one ph- crazy pharmacist was obsessed with the arrest of Mickey Finn and was like, that's a great idea to make money. So he decides to make his own drug to sell to people to like basically give to people that aren't tipping them. And he was the one making bank off of it. These servers weren't making more money off of no. it. They were just getting in trouble. <laughs> like also I'm wondering like, because this is making them so sick, like are they getting sick at the restaurant or after they leave? Like if I would, I, I would, think after you leave, cause like it's food poisoning and I feel like a substance imagine? like that, that's you have to digest it. Like you imagine just people just like, puking all the restaurant. I wouldn't want to clean that up. No, I'm pretty sure like something like that, it's it's, like put in a liquid like that. You have to like digest it before it hits you. Like similar to other food poisoning where it doesn't hit you until like six hours later. I want to know how they knew they were bad tippers. Like were they regulars or? I think it was like at the end. Well, yeah. How would you put it in their drink? You you know, like how are you going to put it in their drink? I don't know. Maybe if they just looked like they were rich, you're like, they're not going to tip me. I'm going to drug them. Like, you got to tip me before I start serving you, actually. Yeah. I think it was just also a part of the, the waiter's strike. It was a oh, part of the yeah. server strike. So, it was like one way that they were striking against the city. It was just feeding everybody food. Because I think at this point, they had been... I mean, the waiter's strike started in 1903, and this happened in 1918, so 15 years later. So Wait, I'm, so I'm assuming then? they had had 15 years of not being tipped appropriately. So they decided to take matters into their own hands. So the strike happened right when Mickey lost his bar. Yeah. And then uh. well, the same year. And then 15 years later is when this bust happened. So who knows how long they'd been doing it. Yeah. I think that there was just a spike that year. And that's how they figured it out. Also, can you get in trouble for like getting food poisoning? Like giving somebody food poisoning at a restaurant like normally? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, like the health department, yeah. If it like if they can find do an investigation and figure out it was you, it's pretty hard to pinpoint that it's you. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I think if you get a certain, I think it depends on the amount of 
complaints. Yeah, if it's like one off person, like no, they could have given themselves food poisoning by not cooking their chicken nuggets long enough. You know, you never know. I didn't know that. Surprisingly, I think it depends on the number. That's that'd be a cool topic for the next episode. Like, figure out how that works. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm like, I never take a look into how they investigate I, I don't know i've just i like oh i got food poisoning like i carry yeah. on with my life and then i had somebody like make a formal complaint that they thought they got food poisoning from my restaurant it happens a lot yeah and i was like what the fuck do you want me to do about it you, d- i would never make a formal complaint unless it was like, like unless sick. i was certain where i got it like i hadn't eaten in like two days and then i ate one place i'm like i'm sorry that's probably be, my fault i'm sorry you're gonna be sick for 24 hours like wh- what do you want me to do like come give you a fucking sponge bath like how can I help you? What do you want? A coupon? Like, yeah. a, you want a gift card? Like, also, how do you know it was me specifically? Like, my restaurant? Like, I can't help Stupid. you. I'm like, okay, well, anyways, feel better. You have a great day. Goodbye. Bye. And I would just, like, leave. I'm like, all right, anyways, like, then don't come back. I don't know what to tell God. you. I don't know. All right, you want to tell your story? Okay. It's funny because my story mentioned Tabasco, and I really didn't even notice it until yeah, you told Tabasco me about your story. I think it was just to make it kind of fancy, you know, because he had to probably to mask the taste also. So I bet what did he have? It was like chlor- sodium chloral or something. I bet that had a taste to it, but I bet the tartar was more of like a it's like salty, like a cream de magnesium. Well, and or Tabasco's something. strong, so you're like you probably you mask every other flavor. Yeah. I, I assume that has to it's be probably it. like a Bloody Mary. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like. Why are those? Those are my favorite. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. I know why. No. Um, so this is from Reddit by Tifu. Um, it is basically, do I, should, should I say the title? I feel like the title just says everything. Probably, yeah. So the title is Drinking an Entire Bottle of Louisiana Hot Sauce at a Job Interview in a Failed Attempt to Be in. <laughs> Impressive. At a job interview? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This is something you would do because you lie in your job interviews. I lied about my age. Yeah, no. I, uh, I listen I to our income. my friend Callie. She lives in New York now. She doesn't use social media, so no. I was I talked to her uh, yesterday for the first time in a couple weeks, and I had the last time I had talked to her was when we were about to release the first episode, and I told her I was coming out with the podcast, and then. Like when I talked to her yesterday, I was like, oh my God, you haven't heard it yet probably because you don't have social media. She's like, no, send me a link. So what she does was- she do? Read? Yeah. She's an actor in New York. She's just like very like, she has her own hobbies. But I re-listened to the first episode to like kind of hear what she's hearing. And um, yeah, I, I heard that story that you said and I was like, oh my God, I forgot you lied in your first job interview. Okay, I did. I needed a job. I was broke. <laughs> I didn't give a shit. I was like, if I got money coming out, I'll lie through my teeth. So yeah, so drinking an entire bottle of Louisiana hot sauce at a job interview in a failed attempt to be impressive. I've probably done something like this. I have had a number of jobs. Okay, so start. this is me starting the story. This is not me saying this up. <laughs> like, I, this isn't me now. Wait, should we pretend that this is you? Do you want to like have no, a voice and a character? No, because there are plenty of things that I don't have to pretend about that I have done. I don't need to pretend. It's just I not Louisiana hot sauce. That's true, but I think it'd be fun if you had like a voice. Okay, not on the spot. I'm not acting. So, okay, cut scene. I have had a number of job interviews recently and they went poorly and did not result in securing employment. Same. I started to think I need to do something during an interview to really stand out. <laughs> be impressive. Unique. 
and highly memorable. Well, this sounds like a dating profile. <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine I go on a date and the dude starts drinking Louisiana hot sauce like the whole, the, at the table? You just gave away the whole plot of your story. It's literally, I said the title, it says it. Oh. Um, he's okay. Anyways, back to the story. I thought it would be risky, but might work out. I came up with the following idea. After concluding the interview, after the handshakes, etc., when leaving the room, stop, turn around, and say, there's one more thing you need to know about me. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> then pull out a bottle of hot sauce, down the entire bottle, slam it onto the ground. <gasps> like break it? Uh, yeah, and say, I can handle the heat. <laughs> 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 Nod confidently and then just leave the room. Boom. Mic drop. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, someone should go on like America's Got Talent and do this. this I would I would vote for them. He then goes on to say, I imagine that they'd be really impressed um, and wowed by such a performance. Well, it didn't pan out like I thought it would. <laughs> no shit. It was only a small bottle of hot sauce. Okay, not as dramatic. I figured it'd be no big deal How to small? actually... I don't know. I don't have a picture. He said it was small. <laughs> I figured it'd be no big deal to actually do, do it and should have tested it at home first. My God, this poor guy. <laughs> what? But he didn't. <laughs> like what why like why wouldn't you do that? Like you were just like like I wonder if he's like, Yeah, I love hot sauce. This guy just like randomly did this. Then he goes on to say, I was nervous as a bitch ass. That's a really interesting bitch ass. Bitch he he was as nervous as a bitch ass. Bitch oh. ass. That's I've never heard that before. No. Now, I probably never heard it again. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. During the interview, but I was determined to follow through with the plan. So I started exactly as described above. I was leaving. I turned around, maybe not with as much swagger as I'd imagined in my head. And I declared, there's one more thing you need to know about me. I pulled out the hot sauce bottle, almost dropped it and started to open the bottle. In my head, it was all one quick, confident motion, like an electric Indiana Jones but instead I fumbled around and had a tough time getting it open. Oh my God. <laughs> it felt like a nightmare, nightmarish eternity, but was probably only about 20 seconds. Enough time for one of the interviewers to ask me what I was doing. Like, sir, what are you doing? I didn't answer directly. Instead, after I got the bottle open, I repeated, there's one more thing you need to know about me, but stuttering. <laughs> <laughs> then I guzzled down the entire bottle of hot sauce. I instantly regretted it. My mouth and throat felt like lava and swirling around inside me. I immediately started to gag and loudly cough. No. I started in crying involuntarily. <laughs> God, I've done, I feel like I've done this. <laughs> he then goes on to say, tears, hardcore streaming down my face. I was sweating like a terrible fool. He calls himself really weird names. Yeah, I'm like, who is this guy? He a bitch ass terrible fool. I kind of, I might be, I might be stealing that. He then says, "I desperately tried to scream. I can handle the heat, but just kept coughing before I could get anything out." The interviewers were all standing up, looking at me in horror and confusion. A few seconds before, I threw up all over the floor. 
It just gets worse. (laughs) I knew it would happen, but I tried to hold it back. I couldn't. I threw up all over the floor. It hurt so much on the way out as it did on the way in, if not more so. The vomit felt like flaming barbed wire shredding its way through my neck. I should mention a disturbing amount of fiery mucus was also leaking out of my nose uncontrollably. I don't think I read all of this. (laughs) What's with the throw up? I feel like this has become a trend. We yeah. the next episode. It's a I'm, gross episode. We are not. Is, we're canceling that. After I finished throwing, well, I guess in restaurants people do throw up. Quite yeah. A lot. He says, "Go on." He goes on to say, "After I finished throwing up, I could not bear to look at the interviewers. I hoarsely mumbled an apology and started to stumble as quickly as possible out the door. I've never been more ashamed in my life. If he would have cleaned up his mess, he might have still gotten the job." He then went on to say, like, he really needed to. I didn't get the job. <laughs> like, okay, we, we knew. No shit, Sherlock. Also, uh, how That's I'm in... so ridiculous. How I'm envisioning this... It almost this, doesn't seem like it's real. It probably is. Uh, how I'm envisioning this is, like, most hot sauce bottles, like, it only comes out, like, a little bit out of the time. So he's just, like, stuck <laughs> on like, it? Like, I wonder a, if he ripped off, like, the... The, the little, part. the fun stopper. Mm-hmm. Like, or he's just like sucking on like a bottle. Like a baby. Yeah. Did he practice this also? Or did no, he, he said he should have. Oh my God. I didn't, I missed that part. Also like, <laughs> if, if you, you can't don't handle know, hot sauce, why are you doing that? If you're not confident that you, that this is like your party trick that you do to impress like friends and peers, why on earth would this be something that would work in front of, like, in a high-stress environment? Like, no. Also, I've been interviewing people lately, or recently, and... I would probably hire him, If anybody ever fucking did this to me, first of all... I would hire him because he'd work so hard because I, he'd be so embarrassed. I'd be like the first thing you need he'd to do. He'd be like a dishwasher, but he would work for me. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what he would be doing, but wouldn't probably would not be working for me. Um... Also, I'd be like, you need to find a job soon and get insurance and go see a therapist <laughs> now. Um, I wonder how he's doing. I wonder how this person is doing in life. If you heard this story and it sounds familiar, send your friend our way. If you drank hot if sauce in you, an interview and it sounds like it's your story, it probably is your story. We didn't ask you for permission. <laughs> well, God. I don't. Well, he, he didn't ask the interviewers for permission to do that. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, that should come with like a warning label. Well, now I'm tempted. <laughs> and now for my next trick. Now I'm tempted to do it myself. Really? Yeah. We, okay, so Kenny and I, when we when she was living with me during COVID, we would watch My Strange Addiction. Oh, yep. I wouldn't say like... <laughs> we didn't do all of the We didn't do all of the... We, but like we would but try... the feasible ones? We would try some of the things. Yeah. Like we tried eating, eating brick, eating brick. <laughs> it's only because you had an exposed brick wall. So it was right behind us. I think that's what started it. It we, was. I turned we, around. This guy's eating brick on the TV and we both look at each other and we look at the wall behind us. We're like, should we try, like, try it? it? It was gritty. It tasted like sand. It was sand. Yeah. Um, I mean, we also, I don't think we ate like the brick brick. I think we ate like the grout. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't eating the brick. And then. Um, that's bad for your teeth. Air fresheners. That's how I broke my tooth because I was eating my brick. Probably. <laughs> And you're like, oh my God, how did I break my teeth? No, then the other one was like eating air freshener, yes. It like spraying good. it. That could have killed us. It was chemically. It's like aerosol. There was we one ended up like was the, it wipes? We end up like the eagles. <laughs> oh my God. I'm sorry. What? I think, I don't know. The other ones we really didn't try because they were pretty far out there. Like someone was eating drywall. 
Someone was eating couch cushions. We couldn't do that. No, I'm not ruining my stuff. Yeah. I'm like, what the, what the fun was? It was. But maybe yeah. we should try chugging a bottle of hot sauce. Yeah. <laughs> should we make a TikTok account just us trying addictions? I, yeah, I'm just. I have, we end up with seven strange addictions on accident. I have really bad acid reflux. So I don't foresee this going well. Oh, hell no. Also, I'm imagining. If it didn't hurt you then, it would hurt you later. Yeah. And that's not. That's not. Something. I don't want to be around for that. I don't think. I don't think I will even make it to be around for that. I think I would die. Probably. But yeah, I, my, I replace alcohol with just drinking bottles of hot sauce. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! All right. Well, I don't know. I don't have anything else for this There's episode. No game. Too. No, I mean I have one, but I think I'm going to save it for. <laughs> she said, every week I'm like. She said that's enough. Yeah, Kennedy I don't know. Let's finally... save it when we have a guest. I don't have a game. Yeah. Okay, I understand that. I respect it. All right. I think it's a good time. We're going to try to start cutting episodes down a little bit more and maybe doing yeah. two parts so you guys don't have to listen to us talk for an hour and a half every time. I so can imagine listening to let's myself. Let's test it out and see how this shorter one does. Cheers. Yeah, I'm Cheers. done with that. All right. What's Cheers your, in Greek is yamas. So yamas, your, baby. What's your shot or drink of choice? Um, I'm gonna do just a straight shot of whiskey. Not like in sc- honor of Tom from Airliner from the last episode. Not like Screwball or anything. Nope, Jim Beam. Uh, ooh, mm-hmm. God, this sounds horrible. What's yours? Red Bull. Anything with Red Bull. Just that's, energy drink. That's all I drink now. I mean, if I'm in a social setting, I love a fucking. Well, yeah, I mean, that's a replacement. Like, I have to stay stimulated somehow. Yeah. Otherwise, I want to immediately go home and lay in bed. So I'm like, yeah, I'll do an energy drink, whatever. All right. But also, I, but not sugar-free because I found out how bad sugar-free stuff is for you. Oh, Grace told you? Oh, yeah, she sure did. God, don't, don't believe her. Okay. All right, well, thank you guys so much. Have a fun industry Sunday. We will talk to you next week. Cheers, you guys. Happy Cheers. Industry Sunday. If anybody has any story ideas, please send them my way. <laughs> All of them. All of them. Anything. We want to talk about what you guys want to hear, so we need you yep. guys to start sending it in. We have an Instagram. It's Industry Sunday Podcast. Uh, I'm working on making a TikTok and a YouTube. We filmed this episode, so if you want to watch us, Go to our Instagram and perhaps YouTube. I'll post all the links in our Spotify and Apple Music pages. You can do that. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, then do that. Yes, bitch. (laughs) Yes, queen. All right. Thank you, guys. Happy Industry Sunday. Thank you. Happy Industry Sunday. Bye. (laughs) 